you are listening to the Grace and Wrath podcast. This is Mark. Living a truly fulfilling life without Christ is impossible, and choosing to die without Christ is pure insanity. Repentance of sin and belief in the gospel of Jesus Christ is the only way to be saved by God's grace from God's wrath. Welcome back to the Grace and Wrath podcast. If you're new to the show, welcome. In this series, we're telling Bible stories in chronological order and adding tips and commentary to help you share the gospel more easily and effectively. Today's story is strong and sweet. We are still in the book of Judges, chapter 14. When Samson was a young man, he saw a particular Philistine woman. He went to his parents and said, Arrange a marriage between me and that woman. They were shocked. The Philistines are pagan. You need to find a woman from the people of Israel. No, she is the one I want. Go make the arrangements. His parents didn't know that the Lord wanted this to happen in order to cause an offense against the Philistines. Samson and his father went to make the final arrangements. Along the way, Samson stepped off the path by himself. Suddenly, a young lion attacked him. The Spirit of God filled Samson, and he grabbed the lion and ripped him apart as if it were a small animal. Afterwards, he went back to his parents, but didn't tell them about the lion. They continued their trip and together finalized the wedding plans. When the big day came, Samson and his parents went back along the same route. When they got to the place where he killed the lion, Samson once again stepped aside without his parents. He found the dead lion and was amazed to see that honeybees had made a hive in it. He reached in and grabbed some honey and ate it. He then took some to his parents but didn't tell them where he had gotten it. Thirty young Philistine men came to the wedding party, which lasted seven days. Samson said, I have a riddle. If you can figure it out during these seven days, I'll give you thirty changes of clothes, including undergarments. But if you can't figure it out, you must give me thirty changes of clothes, including undergarments. They said, We agree. Tell us the riddle. He said, From the eater came something to eat, from the strong came something sweet. For three days the young men worked on the riddle. On the fourth day they went to Samson's wife and said, You brought us here to rob us. We won't stand for it. You're his wife. Get the answer to his riddle, or we will burn down everything that belongs to your father. So she went to Samson and asked him for its meaning. He said, I'm not going to tell you. I haven't even told my parents. She started to cry. You don't love me, she said. She kept crying and begging until he couldn't stand it anymore. On the last day of the feast, he told her the meaning of the riddle. She immediately ran and told the men. That night, just before the time was up, the men said to Samson, What is sweeter than honey? What is stronger than a lion? He immediately knew what they had done. He said, You wouldn't have been able to plow that field without my young cow. He went to a Philistine town nearby and God gave him the power to kill thirty men. He took their clothes and gave them to the wedding guests. He was so angry that he went back to his father's house without his wife. I'm going to mix things up a little bit in this episode. Instead of uh, providing specific verse-by-verse commentary on the short story we just read, I'm going to sort of uh, go over a methodology, a a technique, if you will, 
called the Four Spiritual Laws. It's a very commonly used way of witnessing to someone. Now, of course, you have to have an individual that is ready to actually sit down and talk to you and listen to you. It's not the kind of thing that would easily be done walking up to a stranger on the street or just meeting someone in a coffee shop that you, you know, is waiting in line and you just start chatting about things, which is actually how a lot of witnessing encounters happen. They're just, God puts these situations together where all of a sudden there you are and there is this complete stranger and somehow, some way, the topic of spirituality or God or salvation or heaven or hell or whatever comes up. And there you go. The Holy Spirit has engaged. This particular exercise is a good one to have. And you can do your own research. You can Google witnessing using the four spiritual laws or just Google four spiritual laws. I'll just run through it briefly here. The first law is God loves you. That is just something that we all know or we should know. Um, and the verses, I'll read the verses that relate to the the four different laws. So again, first is God loves you, and the verse is John 3.16, which we all, most of us know. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. The second law is that man is sinful and separated from God. The verse here that's used is verse, is excuse me, Romans 3.23, that for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. This verse is also used in another practice that I will probably teach you in upcoming episodes. Um, it's something that Bill Fay uses, and again, we'll, we'll talk about that. But Romans 3.23 says, for all of sin and fall short of the glory of God. That's pretty straight up, for all. Doesn't say for some, for many, for certain ones, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So every human being that has ever breathed on the earth and that ever will breathe on the earth falls short of the glory of God. Another verse that's related to this uh, verse, it's also in Romans, verse 623, for the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. This verse here, if you are taking notes, remember this one. There's a whole witnessing method that is focused solely on this one verse. The last verse is Isaiah 59, 2. But your iniquities have made a separation between you and your God, and your sins have hidden his face from you, so that he does not hear. All of these verses support the fact that man is sinful and separated from God. Moving on to the third law, Jesus Christ is God's only provision for man's sin. John chapter 14, verse 6 says, Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. I mean, that's pretty clear. <laughs> Jesus said to him, I am the way, the only way, and there's no other way to the Father. Actually, no other religion, no other prophet, no other, you know, Muhammad, Buddha, whatever, any, you name any of the, the, the guys from the other religions, none of them boldly claimed something like this. There's a quote there that Jesus is either an amazing liar or he's got to be telling the truth to make such bold claims like this. No one's proved he's a liar. And uh, I would argue that he is the real thing. Moving on, Romans 5, 8. But God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, 
Christ died for us. That's so important. And then lastly, the fourth law, we must individually receive Jesus as Savior and Lord. And I'll quote John chapter 1, verse 12. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Also Romans 10, 9. Because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and be- believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And lastly, Ephesians 2, 8. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God. If you haven't already, I encourage you to heed the Lord's call, turn from your sins, believe the gospel, and receive the gift of salvation that Jesus is offering you right now. If you like what you're hearing, please like and subscribe to the program. And please consider giving us a good review. It really does help. You can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at Grace and Wrath and on the web at graceandwrath.com. Thanks for listening. This is Mark signing off for now, so ride hard, pray often, and talk about Jesus wherever you go.